This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. And I'm Mina, and we're from Tangata Tumutu Trust. And you're listening to Pallyhood! <laughs> <laughs> Greetings and a massive hello to each and every one of you, whatever corner of this globe you're tuning in from. I'd like to welcome you to the Polyhood Show 96.9 Plains FM. You're here with your man Sam and Sifa, here to take you into the weekend. And what a weekend it has, but is going to be actually. What a weekend we've had, but what a weekend we're about to have. Um, how have you been, Joe? I've been really good, uh, busy as always, and mm. I like it. Yes, I like uh, that it's the weekend. I am looking forward to a final between the Blues and the Highlanders. Would have been a bit more interesting if the Crusaders were there, but Blues, Highlanders, or New Zealand final. We, we, won, we won the main one, to be honest. Like, <laughs> let's, let's actually be realistic about it. You mean? Mm. We, we won the Aotearoa one. Yeah. And the and, fact that we didn't drop a game, you know, it still means that, like, we still like one of the few teams that haven't lost doesn't lose a game in a competition, but that still doesn't make the finals. <laughs> uh, I'm really happy for the Blues Day. Uh, I'm quite keen for them to win the game. And if Blues rugby thrives, then rugby in general thrives here in New Zealand. Mm. I, I love the uh, the games between Canterbury and, and Auckland. Uh, I like yeah. I like it. Good edge of your seat stuff. It's always good to see you. Uh, good luck to both teams, but uh, I'm leaning towards the Hollanders. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Auckland or, or Hollanders, I, I don't mind. Uh, none of these Australian teams, unfortunately, uh, signed. Uh, I mean, not signed, uh, showed up. Unfortunately, they just really didn't no, do, no. do much. Eh? There was like club rugby. Yeah. I'm still petitioning, like I said last week, for the Trans Tasman Super Rugby comp to be our um preseason comp. <laughs> so like you know how you have warm up matches? Our warm up yeah. matches need to be against Australian teams. So it's it also gives a chance for uh New Zealand teams to, you know, run different um different combinations and maybe like just have their B sides play. Mm. Yeah, like there was a B team that played the Western Force and that ultimately cost them the uh the the competition mm. but um yeah like it, even the the b team was able to put a put a put away the force you know yeah mm. so, uh unfortunate for the crusaders but yeah all around happy to have an all new zealand final anyway mm. uh anything planned for this weekend this weekend no nah, just work um on sunday morning i want to um head over to my parents and help uh my dad do like a aumu, yeah. Physio. For those of you who don't know, aumu is like the Samoan way, traditional way of uh, cooking, and it's usually to cook a pig. So, yes. What's the occasion? Uh, uh, something at uh, the church, something at the PRC church. So yeah. Okay. 
I don't I know what it is, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I do know what it is, and it's uh, it might be because PIC Church is hosting the farewell to um, Minister Tumama, who is retiring. A big, oh, okay. A Pacific minister here in Christchurch who uh, has basically you'd refer to him as uh, one of the OG ministers here in Christchurch. Yeah. Uh, he's having a big farewell, a big retirement, and uh, there is going to be a lot of food, a lot of um, mm. a lot of things going on at PIC uh, Church on Cashel Street here. In, not Cashel yeah. Street. Well, it used to be on Cashel Street. Fitzgerald. <laughs> uh, Fitzgerald. Shout uh, us to Tumama, yeah. I remember Tumama, yeah. I say. He's been really influential, influential. to a lot of... Yeah. Um, to a lot of youth growing up, mm. uh, and this is going all the way back to you know the the nineties. Yeah, the man the man's been at it for a long time. So a big uh, big celebration for Pasvika here in Christchurch. <clears throat> mm. That will be what your umu is about. Yep. Uh, but anyway, on to upu, upu of the week, which is Sam. Fa'amangalo. Uh, Fa'amangalo. So, Fa'amangalo means to uh, uh, ask for forgiveness. Um, mm. Basically, uh, it's a way of saying sorry. So, you, uh, you, you usually say, oh, Fa'amangalo mai ta'ita, or Fa'amangalo mai ka'ika. So, please forgive me, uh, is what that uh, sentence means. And, yeah. So, yeah. why would we so, ask for forgiveness, Joe? Yeah, um, well, the it's the word today because... Um, the Labour government has announced that they will be putting together a formal apology for the dawn raids that uh, happened during the 1970s during a national national's um, time in power. Mm. And it was a hectic time, a traumatic time for Pacific Islanders here in New Zealand. Uh, And that's what we'll be chatting about this week. Uh, I just wanted to add the word whaamangalo, right? Mangalo yep. is to like forget, and fa is the is that's the action word, yeah. the action part of it, and to make forget, in in a way. Yeah, yeah, ngalo yeah. is to forget. Eh? To f- yeah. Oh, he used to make sense. Eh? Oh, please, mm. like you know, forgive and forget. Yeah. Ma, so, on its own, sort of just means like shy, but mm. I don't think that's what it refers to. Yeah, again is the word, and we are talking about the dawn raids after this. Is someone in your family suffering from diabetes, heart disease, or respiratory illness? Contact our nurses at Tangata Atumotu Trust, and we will arrange for in-home support. Call us on 0800 Bus Vika, that's 0800 727 434, or... Contact us through our website, tat.org.nz. That's tat.org.nz. Welcome back. As we uh, mentioned earlier, we are going to be talking about the uh, dawn raids. And uh, this has come up because of Jacinda Ardern's decision to apologise uh, for the miscarriage of justice back in the uh, 70s and 80s. But just a real quick recap for those of you who may not be aware of what the Dawn Raids were. Uh, The Dawn Raids 
who um, conducted by New Zealand police uh, under uh, Robert Muldoon back in the 70s. And it basically gave the um, New Zealand police the power to uh, conduct a dawn raid. So dawn raid would be um, them uh, trying to find overstayers and uh, certain addresses. And they'll do this in the early hours of the morning when everyone's asleep. And the uh, why why people felt that it was unfair was because at the time there were the, the amount of overstays in New, Ze- in New Zealand, Pacific Islanders only made up one third of uh, that number, but uh, they were the ones that were targeted for the order. So there were more people from different uh, from you know uh, different. European countries, they were overstayers, but for some reason, uh, only the Pacific Islanders were targeted. So that's why uh, Dawn Roads were looked at to be, uh, have like a a racial, a racist motive, or should I say? Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. And as we're discussing for the intro, that would have been a scary time. Um, Just trying to picture, right? Just mm. sleeping with your mum and dad or sleeping with your family and cousins and always having an edge about you that all of a sudden someone's going to knock on the door and rip you out from your home. Uh, just listening to Jacinda Dern's, uh, what her speech about it, how she mentioned mm. that some people were brought in front of, into court in their pyjamas, you know, like... Like actual, not doing anything wrong. And if we were to go to the start of that, for uh, again, for people who are just discovering the dawn rates, uh, before this all happened, the immigration laws were really relaxed. So a lot of people, Pacifica included, were brought over and they were put straight into jobs, <clears throat> jobs that people didn't want to do. Yes. Jobs and that were factory based. It's kind of what's going on now. It's like, yeah, I was about to say, it's, it's what's happening now. <laughs> a lot of people like, so there's so much jobs on the go, right? But people don't want to do the like picking grapes, doing the picking the orchard job, the, uh, the orchard yeah. jobs, those kind of things. We have to get Pacific Islanders, even during COVID, to help um, our farmers mm-hmm. out. Because New Zealand's just don't want to do do that kind yeah. of thing. Same thing was happening. Uh, and I, and I'd see, um, I'd see like comments of people saying, "Oh, you know, pay us, pay us more." And I was like, "It's a, it's a minimum wage job. You're just picking fruits, you know, like." Yeah. You, you can't be expected to be paid like a doctor's salary to do that job. Exactly. And uh, what happened? There was an economic downturn in the 1970s, which meant uh, f- all of a sudden fewer jobs were available. And then um, Pacific Islanders overstayers uh, who had come here during the relaxed laws to do these jobs were seen as people who stole these jobs and like, were taking up spots of New Zealanders that were you know, homegrown New Zealanders who, who needed jobs, but we've got all these overstayers doing these jobs mm. and uh, Muldoon's government, uh, Muldoon's party national uh, came into power uh, and a lot of their push was that uh, we want to stop overstayers taking New Zealanders jobs. Mm. We want to get rid of them, ship them back and we want the money to go to New Zealanders. 
and that's where the dawn raids that's when the dawn raids ha- happen to get rid of the islands who were needed mm. and then all of a sudden uh, discarded so all their rights and their belongings was removed so yeah it's it's funny that um you know uh Maudun hit that uh that really hard how you're saying you know um these Pacific Islanders are taking over our jobs and you know want to shit them back and stuff and uh I think to this day uh that that um that government uh Maldives government when they came into power they had they still have I think the record for the um, biggest majority win ever. Yeah. And oh, wow. that came the back on the back of um you know of racist views because I'm thinking about it now. Back then, you know, the the biggest social class in New Zealand would have been the working class. Yeah. So Muldoon would have like, you know, um hit them hard and, and you know, see these these people are taking your jobs, you know. Mm. And then, you know, all the working working class of New Zealand would have been like, heck yeah they are, you know? And then voted Muldoon in to get them out and yeah, it's yeah. that's why you know people say you know that government was built on the back of racism. Yeah, true. So a lot of like uh, Pacific Islands at the time were got stigmatized, uh, as you mentioned before. Pacific Islanders made only up maybe just about a third of overstayers mm. uh, in, in in New Zealand, but two thirds of the overstayers taken that were prosecuted and removed were Pacific Islanders. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they specifically targeted Pacific Islanders. And uh, another thing that Jacinda Ardern mentioned uh, for the apology was that uh, one line that was used was that if you do not look or sound like a New Zealander, you had to carry ID. So, and uh, in that doco that we watched, uh, even Maori were were um, uh, harassed for ID. Let's see. This was that something that Muldoon said. Uh, that was like uh, a f- something that was put in place. Yeah, if you didn't look New Zealander, yeah. what is looking New Zealander? You know. Yeah. Like they should have just said if you if you if you are not white. Yeah. That's basically what that meant. Because that did happen um, uh, when the uh, New Zealand police force were given the power to just, you know, um, or ordered basically to hit up uh, Polynesian hotspots like Bruce John's bars and clubs that a lot of Polynesians frequented and just told to just ask people for documentation. So it was as if they were back, you know, with the Nazis and the Jews asking for, oh, can I see your documents? Are you allowed to stay here? Are you, you know? Are you Jewish or are you German? Are you are you um, an overstay or are you you know? Imagine, imagine going out just for a night to have fun, and the cops just stop you like, show me your your ID, show me your. Are you legally allowed to stay here? Yeah, true. And then also because uh, we're a type based community, hmm. uh, knowing that your friends or your cousins that you come with. It, Let's say you have papers, but they don't like yeah. always having that uh, over your shoulder, hmm. that kind of thing. So, uh, like, uh, let's let's talk about um, 
what was what happened also like the so there was a lot of pushback from New Zealand as well a lot of yeah. New Zealand pushback against this and we heard stories and we've been told stories about how uh, during the dawn raids uh, like one family described how they heard police going into a house a few a few blocks down mm. so together they all woke up as a family snuck into their car and drove off for a bit like they just oh man just to think about sleeping yeah but trying to stay awake to um because of the possibility of police mm. gonna knock on your door at any time so to give yourself an idea of what this might have felt like when you go to sleep tonight imagine having to pack all your belongings in yeah. the suitcase and just have it on the ready to jump into your car Everything you own. Yeah. That's basically how these people lived from day to day, you know, yeah. in, in fear of being. Um, but being... also, uh, like, just a few months ago, having a full time job working mm. and, and, <laughs> and helping out, and all of a sudden having to live like that. Yeah. So it was all good to have, like, to relax the laws when it benefited the country. But as soon as there was a economic downturn and um, a lot of jobs uh, were lost or there were very few jobs, then they became strict on immigration. Yeah. They were like, oh, hold on. Uh, we've used you guys now. We don't need you. Um, how can we legally remove you from the country after we've used you guys to uh, build the country for the last, you know, couple of decades? Yeah. Uh, some Pacific Islanders had to change their names. There was that uh, guy um, that told us that his name, uh, he had to change it completely to Peter. So when people would talk to him and refer to him as Peter, sometimes he would forget that that was his new name. Mm. Uh, do you remember that story about the, the teacher and the woodwork, Sam? Oh, yes. So um, during uh, that time of the dawn raids, uh, sometimes police would turn up to schools during school hours and uh, uh, this teacher was explaining that uh, you know the police officers would turn up to the school and they'd say oh um, we need to uh, these these kids such and such and uh, the teacher said the program that they ran would be that they would bring over uh, kids from Tonga to complete their um, school C and woodwork and stuff so when these police would turn up, luckily enough, uh, the admin ladies were Tongan. So when they turned up asking if, you know, we, we need to see these kids here, uh, they'd be like, oh, they're at, they're at woodwork right now. The code that the uh, teacher said would uh, be three rings. So the admin staff would ring the woodwork, uh, would bring the woodwork teacher and it'd be three rings and then she'd hang up. And then that gave the signal that immigration were on their way. So at that very point after the three rings, they'd turn off all the... Um, the powers and appliances and whatever kids knew that they were um, overstaying or, uh, you know, might be uh, caught. Um, they basically just went and hid. And you see that because that the school had been built on sort of a landfill, um, parts of the school had like sink pockets. So um, they would hide under, they would literally hide under the room, under the, the classroom or wherever they could uh, when immigration turned up. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's just stories like that. 
like that we're, we're like, wow, that actually happened in New Zealand. Mm. Another thing that happened during these dawn raids was the formation of the Polynesian Panthers. Yes. Now, there were a group of Pacific Islanders uh, and probably some New Zealanders as well that mm. uh, all, all, all joined together in protest. They signed, they basically came together as a peaceful group. Yep. Uh, they quickly got labelled as a gang, and yeah. uh, they got um, they quickly got labelled as a gang. They got all the misconceptions of a gang as well, violent criminals, but mm. they were just a, a protesting group. And one thing they actually did was that I found extraordinary is that they would actually have supporters who would drive them in the middle of the night to simulate a dawn raid to poli- to politician houses. Mm. And they would get out and and like have lights shining into the house, be on like speaker phones saying to get out of the house, wake up, we need to see your yeah. papers early in the morning to politician houses. And then when the politicians they just see the lights turn on, they just scrambled back into their cars and drove off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm thinking, you know, and the people that were telling these stories, they were saying that they were 16, 7, yeah. like, school. Yeah. C- can you imagine being at that age and having to worry about these sort of things? Yeah. You know, having, like, getting beaten up by police, being, you know, unfairly prosecuted and, oh, I just can't imagine. I'm putting myself in their, their shoes, 16, rolling up to... Um, a someone that's in parliament, you know, uh, and doing that sort of stuff. It's yeah. crazy. It's also really cool. Uh, that actually folds in quite well with um, with what we're going to end on, and that's uh, young people standing up, uh, young Pacific leaders standing up, and that was Josiah, uh, who you might know from Pilot Group and mm. I Speak. Yeah. Uh, he he has a really good. Um, he's been doing such awesome work for Young Pacifica and getting an interest around uh, politics. Yeah. And mental health. He's part of the mental health inquiry. But Josiah, he started a. I don't know if he started it, but um, he was heavy behind writing a letter to the prime minister every day for however long I've forgotten when but uh, the hashtag was uh, Tautoko the Panthers so he wrote a letter to parliament every day just explaining why we needed a um, an apology for the dawn raids mm. I think this was it went on for months where he wrote wrote a letter every day and he was asking for support and people would help him classrooms would write uh, letters to the uh, prime minister's offices to the Prime Minister's office, and uh, it's come to fruition this week. So well done to him, well done to the Polynesian Panthers, and a massive, mm. well, there's a massive step in the right direction for yeah. Jacinda Ardern and the government apologising. I think it's also a good uh, way of closing this chapter of New Zealand yeah. history. To close yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, to, to close, like, you know, remember it, but to also... You know, to to actually put a, a close to it and be like, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, uh, uh, New Zealand government did acknowledge that they had done wrong, um, and they have they have apologised, which is you know, is awesome. Yeah, exactly. So, 
let's have a little history recap on the Dawn Raids. Um, the official apology, I'm not too sure when that was going to happen, but uh, they have announced it this week. You can find it on YouTube. We'll, we'll post it on our page as well. Uh, well done to Josiah for your awesome efforts in um, supporting the Polynesian Panthers and getting this done. It's historic. Uh, and as Sam was saying, it is uh, just a bit of a closure to a kind of ugly past uh, mm. thing that's happened, um, known as the Dawn Raids. But yes, thank you for joining us. And yeah, we'll see you after this. To all our matua out there who want to dance and get fit to Pacifica music, join our Siva Samo dance classes each Thursday at 11 a.m. Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumotu Trust on 0800 727 434 for further details or to arrange for a pickup. Thank you for joining us for our quick chat on the Dawn Raids. As we were saying, it's a historic time for um, the, it's a historic step in the right direction for Pacifica. And a huge, huge good luck to all the students who are currently going through uh, exams. I know. Uh, Canterbury University students are going through exams. I know um, um, other institutions as well. Is, uh, is Ara, do other students, are they going through their exams right now, Joe? Yes. Thank you for mentioning that. Yes, they mm. are uh, going through exams at the moment. And I mm. hate exams. Hey, Sunday school exams are next week as well on Saturday. Mm. Oh, the following week, sorry. So one more Sunday school class coming up uh, this, this Sunday. And then it is a Sunday school exams after that the following Saturday. Mm. Yeah, so um, if you've missed this episode or any of our other episodes, you can find them on the Plains FM website. We'd like to thank Tangata Atomotu Trust for being awesome and sponsoring the show. Um, well, catch you next week, Fridays, or you can catch us on The Dose on Mondays at 2 o'clock, but Fridays 4 o'clock, taking you to the weekend. That's me and Sam, Polly Hood. That was Polyhood, proudly sponsored by Tangata Atumotu Trust. To find out more about us, call 03 377 2016 or find us online at tat.org.nz.